Talks podcast, where we present compelling narratives about entrepreneurs, innovators, and dreamers. Blue Talks, brought to you by Stambic IBTC. Welcome to today's edition of Blue Talks. Today we'll be talking fitness. Again, this year, 2020, has been uh, uh, somewhat of an odd year for a lot of us, for everybody, um, if I might say. We found ourselves um, locked down, you know, on temporary, permanent lockdown due to the pandemic for other reasons, you know, as well. Offices were shut and a lot of things were just put on hold. And one of the things that came to the fore were for, for people individually was their health, you know, and um, trying to live better and trying to stay healthier. A lot of people, myself inclusive, uh, decided to revisit something that had always been at the back of our minds, something that we had always wanted to do or take more seriously, which is uh, just working out, you know, going for a morning stroll or an evening stroll or just taking a jog or run around where we live just to stay healthy, stay, to stay fit. And um, we've seen the dividends. I have seen the, dividend, the dividends. I've spoken to a lot of people who have as well. And it's quite obvious that, that that's one of the benefits that we get from it, at least personal benefit that we've taken from it. And it sort of brought to the fore a certain level of consciousness about our, the kind of life that we live with very little to do, nowhere to go, couldn't go and see friends, couldn't go to the office. You just had to be uh, either by yourself or those, those of us that live alone or just with family. You had to create other means of expressing yourself, of burning energy, of staying fit and healthy. So today we brought in somebody who is a fitness, a health and fitness expert. His name is Sheyolu Shore. He's the MD CEO of Shadam's Fitness. Um, interestingly, he's a computer engineering graduate from one of our private universities here in Nigeria. Uh, but he's also gone ahead to reinvent himself as a fitness and a health and wellness expert. Um, so he's bagged a few um, certificates and degrees from universities in, um, I think, in the United States. He's an author of two books, uh, Me and What Time Is It? And he's also the founder and host of the reality TV show called The Fastest Shedder. I introduce to you Shei Olushere. It's good to have you on the show today. Thank you so very much, Kaiwo. Hey, um, well, um, Shei Olushere is just um, somebody who, and by the way, Shedams is just coined from my first two names, Shei and Damisola. So, um, me just yeah. <laughs> so me just being um, a fitness expert was born born out of um, just having a passion, a flair for persons on the big size, and they need to live healthy. You know, I see a lot of um, plus size individuals, especially the female folks, go through self esteem, low self um, esteem issues issues and they become so unhappy they get depressed and at some point they try to um, want to commit suicide so all this I started noticing and seeing all of this right from when I was in school as an undergraduate you know I used to be the volleyball captain of my school and um, during our training sessions you know, I never knew some of these folks were always looking at how the way I coordinate my um, training sessions with my team players. So um, they'll just 
come meet me and ask, okay, Shadams, how do you see this to being um, me losing weight? You know, I'm not bold. I don't like the way I look. I do not have friends. I don't have um, guys coming to look at me and ask me out. From the top of my head, I just tell them, oh, you know what, don't eat late at night. Drink plenty of water. Um, first thing in the morning, um, let's meet somewhere. Let's kind of jog and do quick 30-minute workout. So um, in about two weeks, um, they just come back with old clothes that used to be tight for them. Then they now come with other female friends of them and you know, they just shared the good news. At that point, I wasn't charging them. I was just doing it. Just I just wanted to see them happy. And from there, um, that was how uh, my fitness journey, my fitness vision just started. That was about 16 to 17 years ago. And from there, I decided to go deeper. I went, and by, by that time, I was studying computer engineering. You know, I grew up in a family of four. My dad has always been the one that, uh, you know, he, there has to be an engineer in his, in his family. You know, it's so funny now that he doesn't even care that he, he sent me to school to study engineering. He calls me Shadows, even he calls me my brand name now. From there, I decided to just equip myself. I did some courses on fitness. You know, it's not just all about um, weight loss or any, um, just, um, just one line, one way fitness scope. So that's why I can function in any um, in any branch of fitness, yoga, nutrition, aerobics, bodybuilding, anything. So I went online, did some courses. You know, I went as far as getting my um, CPR certificate from the National Heart Foundation in the U.S. So from there, I decided to build a niche for myself. And 17 years ago, up until now, I have never looked back. So I'm just spreading the gospel of fitness. I'm just helping people who um, need to understand how to love their body and get a better version of themselves out there. So that's basically what my life is all about when it comes to Shea Yellow Shea. <laughs> Thanks, Shea, but I couldn't help notice that it, it seems as if it's more about the psychological impact than the physical appearance. You talked about the, the, the women coming to meet you and saying things like, oh, they couldn't get somebody to date them because of the way they looked. They couldn't okay. wear certain kinds of clothes because of the way they looked. So there was a, there's, okay. a, there's a strong emotional component to this. Yes, you can say that again. It's more of a, um, yes, psychological um, aspect to it because... You know, when you don't love yourself because of the way your body looks, you know, you have this impression that nobody loves you. First, you withdraw. You're not able to um, communicate properly. Then when the social external um, um, scenarios start playing, then you realize that. Take, uh, let, me, let me paint one or two scenarios. You go to the boutique with your friends, and everybody comes out with a bag of clothes and you cannot even find one clothes that 
fits you because you are overweight, that can be very depressing. Or when you want to board a bus and the conductor starts to shout, oh, you have to pay for two, you know. And those are those are the scenarios I've been um, I've been privy to um, to see. Then the recent one that I really did not even like was the fact that um, you know a mother who happens to be on the big size went to pick up our kids from school. The kids didn't come out, and she was looking for them. Eventually, they she got to pick them, and when they got home, she asked, "What happened?" She's saying that the kids are to tell her because their colleagues make fun of them, that their mom is on the big side and, you know, they call her Mama Rabo, you know, things like that. That's so awful. It's more That's of a, very awful. I mean, yeah, really awful. But, you know, you can't blame them. These are kids and, you know, kids will always talk. They say the darndest things. So um, as a mother, you know, you're not happy to hear such a thing, you know. So um, it's more psychological than um, physical, but, you know, which is always stemming from the physical aspect. So that's, that is that is it. That is just, there's every possibility that every big, bold, and beautiful plus-sized woman out there is going through something on the inside as a result of being overweight or obese that's that's um that's really that's very deep <laughs> but I, I, at what point did you decide to make the switch at what point did you decide to say look i can make this a business i can live off this 2013 that was um a reality check for me i saw that okay i was actually working i was i was an employee of um it transact it just came on me i was like you know what I was not happy. I was I was not happy doing that work anymore. It was a, starting to affect my productivity. I realized that I was called out to help these persons, and you know, I just figured out that I well, I have what it took with, with all my um, certificates and um, all my experiences, success stories. I've been privileged to be to have identified with this person. By the way, I was working. Eight to five, and at the same time, I was still doing my following my passion. So um, I just, and um, by the time I took all the, I that time we had different reality TV shows still ongoing. I evaluated them, and I was like, you know what? Most of these reality TV shows did they really deliver value? I mean. If I'm coming to, if I'm going into a musical reality TV show, and I and I get to win, and later on I end up being an actor. So I'm not supposed to continue with the uh, music platform the reality show, TV show gives to me. So different scenarios and uh, issues came up in my mind, and I felt, you know what? Let me just help this plus size persons in a way that. It's going to be a game. And by the way, as of 2013, the fitness culture in Nigeria was really low. You know, a lot of people think, a lot of people thought, and well, they still think um, obesity is um, an American or um, a foreign disease. And even as we speak right now, statistics prove that um, over 70 million Nigerians are overweight. Um, so back then, 
I felt it was just time for me to just, you know, do something. You know, let me create that awareness that obesity is real in Nigeria. It's something that, that needs to be curbed. It's something that needs to be taken so serious. How was I going to do this? I didn't know. I didn't have sponsor. I didn't have anything. So it just took me. I was going to use my personal funds, funds, all the funds I realized from my salaries, um, my contributions from my folks. So I just started just put something out there. And yes, I, I was so sure it was going to work because I'd actually tried it out while I was an undergraduate in school, the uni. So I was so sure it was going to work because let me just um, let me just um, use this word. My lab rats <laughs> back then in school, you know, they really lost so much weight, and I knew it was time to bring something new into um, the Nigerian scene. So that's why I still get to enjoy the privilege of calling my show the fastest cheddar as Nigeria's first weight loss reality TV show. So 2013 was the year I figured that, that it was time to make that switch. Whatever I learned back in school, my certificate was never going to be. I still don't have my certificate from school. All I have is my notification of results. I don't have my certificate because I figured that I wasn't going to use it to, for anything. You know. So I just since then, 2013, I finally resigned in 2014 when. Um, I finished the first season of The Fastest Shedder. Great stuff. I mean, I, I can't imagine how holding an eight to five and then going to do something that is as physically intensive as fitness. After that, <laughs> I mean, you're dealing with the mental stress, uh, um, <laughs> mental draining tasks yeah. from eight to five, and then you go and start dealing with the physical stuff. It would have been, must have been tough, um, tough on you. Very, very tough. So what's your philosophy about fitness in general? Are you of the school of thought that until you look like um, Arnold Schwarzenegger or Conor McGregor, you're not, you're, not doing any, you're not in fitness at all. All right, so my philosophy about fitness, it's basically, it's not about competing with anybody. It's just about being a better version of yourself. Fitness for me, as long as you're healthy, as long as you're well, as long as you can go up and down the steps without panting and gasping for breath. That's a test for fitness, not until you go all the way down and start bulking. Yeah, bodybuilding is one of the ways um, of getting fit, but that's not really synonymous to fitness, you know. And uh, like um, a lot of persons think weight loss is fitness. Weight loss for me is just one out of many benefits of fitness and exercises and a healthy diet. That's the two factors that contribute to your fitness level. You know, diet is about 70 to 80%, while exercise is about 20 to 30%. So while you're eating regularly, you're eat, while you're eating well, while you're eating um, in proportions, while you're uh, reducing your carbs, increasing your vitamins, proteins, your water level intake rather. So, and of course, with the recommended 30 minutes daily light to moderate exercise as recommended by World Health Organization, 
yeah, when all of this becomes a lifestyle, you can um, actually beat your chest and say, okay, yes, I'm fit. I'm fit. So weight loss is just one of the benefits of fitness. But yes. in, in very quick fashion, can you just give us a few tips and tricks you know, to, to just getting fit? Sometimes people think that it's until you get into a gym, until you have a workout partner, until you have some kind of app, or until you have some kind of fancy equipment, you know, you know, fancy gear, fancy clothes, and all of that. There, you know, the headphones are matching your outfit, your your phone pouch, you know, it's on your wrist, matching your uh, your shoes, you know, your socks, matching your glasses, and so on and so forth, like that. You know, people think that it's like that, but until you get to that point before you can actually start living a fit and healthy life. I mean, you already mentioned that working out and then diet, you know, controlling your diet are two are the two critical factors that affect your, um, how somebody's a person's fitness. All right. So, um, um, the few tricks and tips I'm just going to give, uh, I'm going to start with your, um, your mental health to start with your mental health has to be healthy. You know, um, wellness as defined by the World Health Organization, you know, let me just paraphrase, it's not the absence of um, illness, it's not the absence of sickness, it's just how well you are mentally, physically, and um, socially, Emotion, your emotions have to be um, put in check, and, um, you know, there's a saying I always like to share with persons, you know, um, if your mind can believe it, your body can achieve it. Your body can withstand anything. It's only your mind that you need to convince, you know. So your mind has to be stable, you know. A healthy mind would always give birth to a functional body. So number one, your mind has to be healthy. Uh, in the mornings, you look at yourself in the mirror that image you see, speak positive things, you know, say um, positive affirmations to that image you see in the mirror. Just tell yourself, hey, I'm in no competition with anybody, you know. The only competition is that image of myself in the mirror. I need to be a better version of myself. So, yes, that's number one. Number two, sleep. You know, sleep is very, very pertinent. You know, at about, you need um, a, an average of about seven to eight hours of sleep regularly, daily, because um, your mind needs to be at rest. Your body needs to recover from the days, the previous day's um, stress. And for persons who, are, who need to lose weight also, if you do not sleep properly, you're, you know, you're at risk of adding weight. Every morning, the first thing when you wake up to do is to take water. You know, once you take water, you're going to be activating every internal organ of yourself. You know, when you take water, it clears, it helps to clean your colon. Colon is the last part of your um, in large intestine where your food is stored. So you need to cleanse your you know, cleanse that colon regularly, and uh, because you, one should take plenty of water, um, an average of three liters on a daily basis. You know, you 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 stand the chance of preventing certain 
types of cancer, um, your blood level, your blood pressure is regularized, you know. So then also when you take more water, your sweat pores, that's the holes in your skin is aerated. You know, when you sweat, the holes, the, let me put it this way, the holes in your skin, they are meant for you to be able to pass out excrete waste. So when your skin pores are blocked, how would you be able to, to have them excrete the toxins in your body? So what drinking water regularly helps with that. Eat healthy. This can never be overemphasized. I need to reemphasize that you need to eat healthy. You know, a lot of us make that mistake. We eat what our mouth wants, not what our body needs. You know, your body needs vitamins, and you can get your vitamins from fruits. With the COVID-19, you know, the World Health Organization actually did warn us and advised that we boost our immune system. You know, it, it's so funny that we used to preach all of this before COVID-19 and it had to take COVID-19 to come before we actually took this really serious. So how do you boost your immune system? Take plenty of fruits because most of these fruits have the required vitamins, vitamins A, vitamin D, vitamin C, vitamins B1, B2, B5. And the fruits I would recommend, you know, carrots, cucumbers, oranges, now vegetables like um, seed and uh, pubs like garlic, ginger, you know, then zobo leaves. What, uh, well, it's, so let me put it zobo because that's what most of us are used to. It's called hibiscus leaves, but let's, let me use it as zobo because it's going to be easier to identify. You know, you take all of these things as tea, then the turmeric, turmeric, let's just, let me put it as turmeric also, ginger, garlic. These are things that help boost your immune system. Take purple, you know, watermelon, mangoes, agbalumo, this fruits, you know, on a daily basis, even your apples, on a daily basis, you take all of these things to boost your immune system. And they are also rich in fiber so that they help with faster bowel movement. On a normal day, you're supposed to be going to the toilet every day. You know, that's how you, you check for a healthy body, a healthy body metabolism. You're meant to be going to the toilet every day, you know. And when you start eating healthy, you realize that um, you have a faster bowel movement. Then avoid eating late at night. You know, it's, uh, your body digests your food at an average of seven to eight hours. So by the time you stop eating, say, around 7 p.m., you know, and you sleep, you still have about seven to eight or thereabouts before you have seven to eight, then um, 7 p.m. to say 9 a.m. the next morning. I think that's enough time for your food to rest. That's about 14, 16 hours or thereabouts. So avoid eating late at night so that you can also experience a good body metabolism. Then, of course, without leaving anything out. Try and exercise regularly. 30 minutes is not too much. 30 minutes is not too small. And for those who think going all the way to the gym is one way to ascertain your fitness level. For example, the gyms are still locked. So does that mean in the last four or five months you haven't worked out? 
I don't want to think that is um, that is good. I would suggest that you can work out with whatever you have. You know, I'm an advocate for you know staying in your house and still working out. You know, you can use your dining chair, you can use your sofa, you can even jump up and down. You can sit down, take a deep breath in, exhale through your mouth. Different workout routines you can do. You can take a walk. You can um, do brisk walking. You can jog on the spot. You know, you can jump on, up and down. These are quick exercises you can do in the comfort of your home. I always like to say uh, the only bad workout there is is the one that you did not do, you know. So um, to just wrap up my tip, you know, calories is just the SI unit for energy. A lot of people think calories is the enemy. But the trick is, you know, you need to burn more calories than you imbibe. You know, if you're imbibing on a, on a daily basis um, a calorie quantity of um, 1,300, let's just, for example, you need to be able to burn, say, about 2,000, 2,005. You know, so that's, that's, that's how it works. So that's, that's just um, the, the tips I'm going to be giving out right now. <laughs> In fact, I'm not sure whether those were just tips or that was like your Bible. Are, are you sure you're not reading from one of the books to us? Anyway, um, thanks for that. Reading, I'm reading it from the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for that. That was great. Let's go to something that is a bit similar fitness, but in the workplace. Most of us okay. are I'm constantly sat in front of our computers and more, yeah. more, more so during this pandemic. I mean, yeah. if you're in, typically in an office, you can generally go around and gist with people. You can go for lunch breaks, you know, coffee breaks, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Uh, you know, stretch your legs. But nowadays, with everything, every meeting is now virtual, almost virtual. You know, so yeah. people are sat in front of their computers and they're just sat doing all sorts of things. But it's affecting people's posture, their back, their, you know, th- there's another health consequence as a result of that. Now, that brings us to the topic of ergonomics. Okay. Uh, can it be useful during a remote work session? Or what is it? What is ergonomics? You know, can you talk to us about that? And how best can we protect ourselves from bad ergonomics? Okay, so um, I'd like to sound this um, word of advice to every organization. You know, yeah, the. Um, Pandemic has made everybody work remotely. Sedentary lifestyle has been um, on the increase. Ergonomics is something I would want every workforce to pay attention to. It's not something that can be completely taken out. You know, it's just basically the study of how people work in their environment. That's my own simple definition of ergonomics. Take, for example, now um, a study of how people sit down in their offices as a result. And, you know, some offices are still shut down, in fact. And you see that being from one Zoom meeting to another Zoom meeting and everybody's, you know, having this kind of hunchback position, which is not good, which is not true, which is not nice. Even for those um, customer care agents at at the office, there's a way you can go around certain sitting postures you know, for me, I'll recommend stretch routine. You know, there's a way you can stretch out your body, you know, shoulder shrugs, you know, raising your hands to the 
front to the side to the top tilting your head up and raising your shin your chin up you know you turn your head to the left to the right and some points you know because most of your weight is sitting right on your lower back your spine there's a need for you to be able to stand up stretch your legs even need to dangle walk around so i wouldn't want any organization to take the role ergonomics play in the office structure just about making sure your employee is safe is making sure that you put the physical welfare of your um, employee into consideration you know because for me it's really important because when you're doing a job and your body is stressed by an awkward posture or um, extreme temperature or you're just staying in one particular posture for so long i mean it's, it it could cause different posture defects and let's not forget that the body needs free flow of blood you know and i would like to make a particular reference to this when you sit down for so long in a particular posture there's what we call in Yoruba, they call it bajak bajak, kill dog, kill dog. <laughs> so, you know, that's because blood is not flowing properly and it's risky because this can um, lead to partial stroke, you know. Um, so, therefore, ergonomics is really important. I would, I, uh, I can be quoted anywhere. Every organization needs to pay attention and put this factor into their workforce, especially in the office environment. Yeah. I know you shared a few a few tips. Uh, just I think you shared a few things right now, but um, maybe you could rehash them again in terms of what people can do. Um, how should they sit uh, in front of their computer? Many Some people sit on the couch and just put their computer there and they're, they're slouching or their backs are bent over, um, looking over on the computer, uh, some people are just staring there. Some people are just sat, you know, and like you said, paja paja, you know, like, kill dog, kill dog, <laughs> literal sense there. But it's thing is muzzle spasms, actually. I, I think that's what it is. You know? or is it mus- it's not muzzle pull exactly. I think it's muzzle spasm. I don't know which one. Is. I don't know the English definition for the thing, but um, but it's something that, you know, I have experienced as well. And so from time to time, I tend to want to get up and just take a walk around, uh, you know, from my work area just to be able to get it. I mean, and, and things like arthritis as well, you know, it could, it could lead to that as well if you sit together, sit for, um, for too long in a particular position. So are there tips that you can share that people can, things that people can do very easily? Um, at what kind of angle, you know, where should their hands be? Should the table be higher than their hands? Um, you know, how, you know, computers, should they be on, at a high level or do you look down and so on and so forth? Okay. All right, so, um, you know, for me, I'll just recommend stretch routines, like I, uh, I was trying to mention earlier on, stretch routines, because when you stretch, you prevent the wear or tear of any of your muscles. And, you know, like you, know, you, you mentioned earlier, on, you know, whether it's muscles passing or hamstrings or muscle pulls, stretch routines are quick to um, address that because when you stretch, it improves the flexibility and mobility of your muscles and joints. So yes, when when you sit down for too long, you know the first thing if you know your walk entails you staying in front of or sitting down in front of your um, computer for too long, 
you know, aside um, making regular appointments with your physiotherapist, I would also recommend that you just uprightly, you don't slouch, you know, and when, you, when you're in front, your table should just be um, slightly above your belly level so it, it's easier for you to place your hands on your system and when you're um, the angle of your laptop also matters most you know you should be able to look straight so that you don't just go into a hunchback position like i mentioned earlier then if you need to stand up at least there's a need to stand up to stretch you can stand up and stand on your toes you know that way blood blood flows freely and faster you can also lean you know these are just quick stretch tips you know that you can just do just to allow remember we're just trying to ensure that blood flows in all through your body parts you can just tilt your head up with your chin also up then you can also bring it down then there's what we call uh, shoulder shrugs where you allow your shoulder pads to rotate clockwise and anti-clockwise also. Then you can also try to hug yourself. Tip of your fingers should be touching your back bones. Then you can tap on it. So these are quick ways to stretch, you know, and as far as um, ergonomics is concerned in the work, it's because even though um, most offices give um, one hour lunch break, I've come to realize that even the lunch break, person still work during that lunch break. And if you don't take care of that body of yours, it can be very fatal. Okay, Shay, uh, we are just about to come to the end of the show. Do you have any last words? Yeah, so um, I always say this, um, nobody can be fit on your behalf. Fitness is not a destination, it's a lifestyle. You don't wish for it, you work for it. So I'm also going to be calling on um, corporate bodies, governments, parastatals, to the media also to do well, to encourage um, fitness. I want to say thank you for being our guest on the show today. It was fun. We wish you all the very best in your endeavors. And by the way, when's the next season of um, Fastest Shedder coming up? Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much, Tyrell. Thank you for that. Um, so the fourth should be happening next, uh, next year by God's grace. Thanks for Thank you, being Tyrell. on our show. It was great having you on here. My pleasure. Thank you. This has been an edition of Blue Talks for today. Until next time, stay safe. Bye for now. Blue Talks, brought to you by Stambic IBTC. So my sister just texted me now telling me how much she's missed me. <laughs> well, I know what she truly misses, so I opened my Stambic IBTC app and say to it, Hey, I want to transfer 5,000 naira to Funke. Done. And my post just asked me what the highest price stock is right now. Huh. I can't fold my hand, though. So I opened my Stambic IBTC app from the comfort of my home and figure it out. Got it. 
you be the hero. Upgrade and take control of your finances with the new Stambic IBTC mobile app. Download or upgrade your Stambic IBTC mobile app on Google Play or Apple Store to experience seamless voice banking, stockbroking, insurance, and more from the safety of your home. From your one-stop financial services partner, Stambic IBTC. It can be.